0: What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay. I'm back again hosting 5AM Voice, and I'm here interviewing um, the second-best podcast host in the country, Will Comprin. I mean, the first best, like we know. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really happy to have Will here today, and I hope that, and I know that. I know that we're going to bring you guys a great show, so kick back, put your headphones in, because this is 5AM Voice. So, Will, um, you know, it's Monday night. Uh, we're in spring break, so um, I just want to know, you know, What are you up to? How are you feeling? What are your plans for the next few days, next few weeks? Just
1: Yeah, Jay, thanks for having me on the show. (laughs) Spring break is great because our school makes it, has a rule that we can't get homework over break, so we can really just focus on whatever we want. So for me, I'm really focusing on working out, getting back in shape for track season. I've been lifting a lot. I've been running a lot. And that that's really it getting accepted into colleges and and feeling great about oh, that
0: love to hear that
1: <laughs> but yeah you know just really relaxing and i've been watching a lot of movies lately
0: okay now i'm gonna ask you about the movies but i'm gonna give you a quick second just if you want to flex on your listeners real quick you're trying to drop some if you're, if you're just trying to throw out some names you know like let's see let's see who wants you you know
1: yeah, um if McAllister is listening to this and they haven't made a decision yet, I would love to attend your school and please give me a lot of money. Um, yeah, that that's really it. St. Lawrence, thank you for your generous offers. I really appreciate it. And you know, I'll see I'll see what happens and where I where I end up. But mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Nah, uh, it is it is exciting to think about. So and I know I can see you smiling when you talk about it, so I know. But um yeah, it just just like what kind of movies have you been watching anything, you know, like how are you unwinding? Cause like, obviously like these last few months have been, I know people say this all the time, unprecedented and everything, but you take that and, you know, you apply to colleges too in the last few months and that's no small thing. So what have you been doing to like kind of relax and unwind? I know it's only been like three days, but.
1: Yeah. I've been really pushing myself, especially this past week right before break. You know, I, I, I really just went uh, i just told myself like hey you got a two-week break you got to really focus up right now and uh, i just kind of think that in general this whole as soon as i hit apply to uh, on my common app like after that i was just it was all mental willpower (laughs) ah will yeah i know and (laughs) to to stay focused and to keep going keep doing homework and stuff because a lot of my friends, they're, they're either in school or they don't really care about school anymore. And they're, they're telling me like, well, like, stop, stop doing homework. Like, you don't have to study for anything anymore. Like you like, you're applied to college. Like it doesn't matter. And I'm, I'm over here thinking like, yeah, but it does matter for me. You know, like, I don't want to just stop altogether. Like I still care about all these classes and my grades and all that stuff. Like, I, I can't just stop doing homework. I can't stop studying for tests. Like, But man, it is definitely tough. So Spring Break is great to just relax and unwind from all the stresses that these past few months have brought. And I've really been, well, I like movies, but I don't have that much time to watch movies. And I haven't watched a lot of these classic films that everyone is supposed to watch and all that stuff. So my my main goal of Spring Break is really just watch all these super classic films and stuff. I I just watched a movie called Whiplash. It's about a drummer, a jazz drummer. It was such a good movie. I can't recommend it enough. And uh, last night I watched Saving Private Ryan for the first time. Very, very intense. Uh, Mm. A really good movie. Very intense. Really sad, you know. It's sad because obviously war is sad. But also it's sad knowing that You follow along on this journey of eight men trying to rescue this one guy. And then at the end of the day...
0: Wait, hold up, hold up. There might have been some people who are listening who haven't seen it. So be careful about the spoilers.
1: Spoil, yeah. Definitely spoilers for sure. Um, (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I think I can do this without spoilers actually. So you follow... So you follow these eight men on their journey to save private Ryan (laughs) and it really just puts in perspective like how little things matter in the grand scheme of war how easy it is to take a life and how easy it is to really channel your inner human to not pull the trigger and I don't know it's just it's weird to think that we as a human race have gone through not only one world war but two and i remember back in the start of 2020 where the threat of the third world world war was a was upon us and i don't know it's just sad to think think about that but also like i feel like it's a part of history that everyone should learn about because it's it's something that no one ever wants repeated and and if we don't learn about it i think it's doomed to repeat itself
0: Mm -hmm. and i mean you just said a lot of a lot of really deep stuff so let's like backtrack a little bit we'll cover (laughs) all of that i definitely want to cover all of that but the first thing you talked about was was school and you said something really interesting and that you know for you it's just it's not like you can just like stop doing the work um and just to clarify for your listeners you have been remote right for the last few months you have been online
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I've been wrote since December and I will be returning in April.
0: Mm -hmm. Knock on wood, returning in April.
1: Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Everything goes to plan.
0: (laughs) Everything is a knock on wood now. Just like after every, ever, after I predict anything for the future, it's just like, it's like I got to find a tree somewhere. Just like, (laughs) but, but, um, yeah, so about, uh, about school, you said that, um, you know, yeah, you said that. You can't just like stop doing the, the work and you like your classes and i guess what i would like to ask you about that answer is um what where, like where is the value that you find in school you know is it for you just you know filling out worksheets filling out tests memorizing certain vocab words or whatnot or is there like a bigger value behind all of that that keeps you you know engaged and wanting to go back to it and wanting to you know, keep putting work in after you've gotten accepted into college after, you know, that, um, you know, you sent in your applications or whatever?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I've, I've actually been thinking about that myself uh, recently. I guess what I've kind of the, the, the thoughts that I've had about it, it's just that I, I'm not a huge fan of tests. One, because I'm not that great at them. But two, because I don't think they really test your knowledge on stuff. I think they test your your ability to memorize certain things. Because I know for a fact I've gotten some good test grades. And if you gave me that same test right now, I would get a zero because I cram studs for it and I didn't actually learn the material. I just learned how to take a test. And I, I think that there are better ways of testing materials but i think the value of school the value of education is that it's something that you can never stop improving at so like a sport so let's say football because I'm a, I'm a big football guy you can never stop improving at football there there's always a an aspect of your game that you can improve upon and I am not that built for football (laughs) i would get absolutely destroyed if i stepped on that football field but in the classroom that's different and i can there's always a subject that i can improve upon and if i can improve upon it then why wouldn't i improve upon it Uh, it's like if you have a hole in your ship why wouldn't you patch it like Mm -hmm. you can you can strengthen your mind by learning about different subjects the raw education is there for you to take so why wouldn't you take it that's that's kind of my thinking behind school Uh, why i keep pushing why i keep forcing myself to sit down and do my homework why i force myself to study even though i can think of so many reasons why i don't have to study at that moment but (laughs) there's always something I can improve upon. And if I'm not improving upon that, then why am I? Why am I at a private school in the first place? Why? Why are my parents paying for this education? You know, so that's kind of my thinking behind it.
0: And, you know, I think that's, I think that's really profound. You know, you have the opportunity in your hand, you have the time in your hand, why are you gonna, you know, why just let it slip out? And, you know, once it's gone, who knows? So it's best to Yeah, I definitely, you know, best to utilize it while it's still you know accessible to you you know that's something that i think is is very mature especially for somebody of our age um and i think that's that's also something really powerful to grab onto um and the the second thing you touched on which was way broader i guess was movies you start talking about saving private ryan and then you said something really interesting you talk about history repeating itself um, now I'm not going to ask you about Saving Private Ryan in general, just because I've never seen it, first of all, and I'm not going to be responsible for you know you spoiling it for anybody. That's not not happening on my show, okay. <laughs> we we keep the integrity of movies, okay. We don't just sorry. I don't know what happens on your show, Will, but on my show it's just, it's different. <laughs> um. So you said a uh, you said a history repeating itself, and so I guess when you look at like humanity and you know and all the things we've done in our You know relatively short time on this planet compared to most other organisms we haven't been here that long um you know when you look at all of humanity do you find that history like kind of closes itself off in like different chapters and like there's different sections of our legacy or do you think it's like always continuously like flowing into you know the future like uh you know nothing is just the past like It's never just, oh, that happened in the past. You know, it's very real that those same sentiments exist and have evolved into something else today, you know? Is that something I that, obviously, like, from that, from that, from me saying that, you can tell that that's probably, like, a little bit of my viewpoint, but is that something that you would agree with, like, that kind of characterization?
1: Yes. Yeah, I would. And it's interesting that you characterize it as flowing because from kindergarten through 12, I know that, and maybe in college, every single history book you get, it's going to characterize history into chapters. So you got like your, your stone age and then you got your... Uh, industrial revolutions and all that. And that industrial revolution chapter is like a hundred pages long and it just it's like that's it. Like that's that's the era. You know, it's not characterized by anything else. And it's not like it flows past that really. Like maybe you get a few callbacks to that chapter, but really just okay, here's this section of history, then here's this section of history, then here's this section of history, and that's it. I think it would be very naive of me to say that history doesn't find new ways to show itself i think that if we said that history once once something ends it's over and and it never shows up again i just don't think that's possible and not just be like because how many people are there on this earth like eight point something billion probably i don't know But you're telling me that if person A does something, and then 50 years, not even 50 years, a million years down the line, no one ever again is going to do that thing. Like, you're crazy. And if you're like, and that's just very, that's a small example. But like, let's say, let's say you have like a dictator, right? And you're living like 100 years before now. And you're thinking to yourself, man the the republic is going to come in and and there's not going to be any more dictators or anything and then the republic comes in and you go on a democratic system but now that president is vowing to uphold democracy but also has that same sort of power struggle that knowing that i could control this entire country and even though he doesn't he still enacts some policies that are in line with the past dictator. Mm -hmm. And so it's not exactly history repeating itself, but it's history showing up in a different form.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's not exactly the greatest example in the world, but I think that that sort of idea can be applied to a lot of different things. And, And that is why history isn't just characterized by period a period b period c it's definitely more of a it's like a river that carries this the sand and the the gravel from the top of the river and it flows downwards and the flowing downwards is time
0: mm-hmm. well no i think no you said that really well I, you're shaking your head right now but like you really dropped some quotables there um especially like when you said it shows up in in different forms I mean but we could give examples all day of that of um you know whether it be like racism misogyny in civilizations across the world you know you can see that happening and even in our own country you see that happening um I just I just find it interesting that especially um especially you know I feel like when when a lot of things happen nowadays, people say, Oh, you know, it's the 20, it's the 21st century, how is this happening? Um, and you know, that statement itself is kind of indicative of that idea that, um, you know, we kind of compartmentalize. And so I know, I think, I think your opinion on that is really interesting. Um, and just shifting your attention a little bit back to, back to yourself more, because we'll be interviewing you here. Um, I'm going to, I might just go for the big one. But I know I'll save the big one for later. Uh, so, Will, I'd like to know, um, you know, uh, as someone who you know has been adopted and and you know who was born in a different country and has been brought here, uh, you know, what if anything have you learned about what it means to uh, to identify with people or identify with communities, and is that a powerful thing for you? I know I just went like 180, but
1: no, that's all good. Wait, can you repeat the question again? Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So and I I I'd probably phrase it in a wordy way, but um, you know, as somebody who is adopted and um, you know, who's born in a different country and has come to the United States, what if anything, you know, would you like to say about the way in which community, the idea of community or identifying with a community, how has that like impacted you and, do you feel that community is a powerful thing?
1: 100%. 100%. And I guess one major thing I learned from writing my college supplements is that a lot of schools like to talk about communities. I don't know why. They they love, like, how would you impact your community and all those types of questions. And something that I learned is that a community is not necessarily like your neighborhood a community can can be really anything you want it to be and for me coming to america well i, I can't remember this because i was like not even one years old yet but coming to america uh, and, and my earliest memories is kindergarten so like i can sort of remember kindergarten, like the highlights of kindergarten and that's like that's america the start of america for me Community is so important because it brings someone in, and it doesn't matter where you were born, or it doesn't matter what color your skin is, or it doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. You're just part of that community and you're accepted for that. And as I grew up, my communities changed around me. I joined more communities. I left some communities and the communities that you're a part of are really, really shape your values as a person, as yourself. If you join a community that preaches God is, is among us, then I'm sure a part of you is going to think that God is among us. But the power of a community, especially to someone that's not from America, from someone who who might have trouble connecting with people at first because he has a different eye shape than the kids around him having that community even if it's small it's so important because it doesn't matter what the kid looks like he's now he's just a part of that community he's just he has friends now those friends care for him and for me the biggest community are my friends they have always been my big biggest community because i I care about my friends a lot and i i think they care about me too so uh, i think i forgot a part of that question but
0: it's okay (laughs) (laughs) well i definitely well for what it's worth for what my opinion is worth i guess i definitely agree that community is a very powerful thing and that we talk about community in a very Large sense. Um, but I, I guess what I'm wondering more on a more personal level, um, you know, for you, what does it mean? Like, I, I know I asked you what it means to be part of a community and, and w- why you value that, but in a, in a lot of circumstances, a community is not as, you know, great or as perfect as we make it seem. And I guess now, throughout like COVID, is, you know, that's something that. <laughs> It's kind of been brought to light in a bunch of different ways. Um, so as, you know, somebody who, you're not 18 yet, right? now, you're 17. Yeah. Okay. As a 17-year-old who is, you know, you're going to hopefully you're going to be voting next year. Hope you. I hope you pre, pre-registered, by the way. hope everybody who's listening, if you're 18 or older than 18 or 17 or 16, um, check out your state voting laws and register or pre-register if you're under 18. Just, I got to plug that real quick. Um, but as somebody, you know, who's entering the world around you, I guess, what is your hope, um, for yourself? Uh, you know, what is your hope that you, like, what are you hoping you add to the world around you? What are you hoping you can change about the world around you? Um, whether it be certain attitudes or practices or, or whatever, you know, as you see yourself as Will Comprin, you know, you're stepping over the threshold from, you know, the home and you know, you, you're stepping out into, you know, the big, vast world around you. I did paraphrase a, a book title just there. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. So I'm not that, I'm not that deep. I'm, originally, I'm not that deep. The book is by Rabindranath Tagore. He's an Indian author. Check it out. Home in the world. But um, I have not read it yet either. So I'm just trying to, pre- I'm not trying to pretend I'm smart or anything. Okay. It's just, it's just right here. But, um, okay. Back to the question. You know, as you see yourself, you know, stepping out into the, the big world around you. What do you hope that your impact is, or what do you hope you inspire in other people? I'm putting you on the spot, aren't I? Yeah, <laughs> just
1: just a little, but it's that's okay. That's okay. I'm okay. enjoying it. I guess for my my hope when when I'm on my deathbed, I can look back on my life, and I hope that I have just helped as many people as possible but not in like general help because I feel like everyone says that and I want to be special so (laughs) well like I want to be on my deathbed and I want to look back and I want to think like man I helped a lot of kids there there's a person in my life who doesn't have The easiest time at home or in our own mind or at school or in general and we've been friends for what feels like our whole lives we we were actually born on the same day which is an insane coincidence
0: (laughs) maybe maybe not a coincidence
1: (laughs) and as i lived my life and as i as we talked more and more and she told me more and more about herself like I I was just kind of thinking like it's not really fair that I get to live my life where this girl and millions of other kids probably more than that if you think of worldwide don't get to share what I have like they don't get to have a triple monitor setup sitting right in front of them. They don't have, they don't get to have a bunch of electrons. They don't get to have a loving family. They don't get to have the insanely supportive friend group I have. And I was just kind of thinking like, man, that is, that sucks. <laughs> so I hope that when, when it's all said and done, that my impact is that I can help as many of those kids live a fun teenagehood because if you really think about it, when are you going to be able to do this again before you have a, you're weighed down by a nine to five job before you have millions of dollars in student debt or whatever, like like you're really just it's a really school and maybe sports or something like you have a lot of freedom as a teen. And it's not really fair that so many teenagers, so many kids like have to go out and work nine to five and support their family or something or i don't know i I, just, I hope I hope I can help at least one person you know if i can help one person then then my life will will be completed <laughs> or something mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. and that's actually something I've been thinking about a lot um you know the past few uh few months it's like i you know I've seen a lot of things happen to a lot of people who you know who I consider much better people than me you know why is you know this person getting impacted by this thing you know when they haven't done anything necessarily to deserve it um and it's like the quest the big question is why am I why am I you know the one to you know miss the bullet I guess in a lot of cases uh and then you know whether you know, whether you believe in a higher power or you don't, whether you think it's lucky or, you know, some other thing, it's a hard question to deal with. Like, why when I haven't done anything much to deserve it, you know, in my opinion? Um, but I I guess in, in my view, like, there's a lot of power in that question. And there's a lot of power, you know, once you realize that, Um you know i'm now here on this planet with what i have um i don't know how i got here well i mean uh, whatever uh, well i don't know like how in quotation marks i got here i don't know why i'm here um but what am i gonna do about it you know i can i have a cho- I, there's choices i can make you know i can do something about you know i can you know i'm here with all this stuff I'm here and with my body and, you know, what can I do about that? And, you know, people have a choice to focus on themselves and that's perfectly fine and focus on other people. And that's equally fine. Um, and I think your choice that you just said, no matter how cliche it might seem or how cliche someone might tell you it is, it's something that's very, very powerful to make that choice in service of other people rather than yourself. So, you know, I, I definitely respect, respect that. And I think that's something that's really, really powerful to hear um and i guess just just asking another follow-up question about that uh you know we just talked about we just talked about like probably like one of the biggest questions someone can ask in an interview i basically asked you what the purpose of your life is um but i guess in the same vein a little bit you know a lot of times people and i don't know our friend group had a conversation about this a few a few days ago i don't know if you saw it but um They were talking about you know development developing in the per into the person you want to be who does the things you want to do and who are you know does things that you're able to do um and develop and like growing into like this perfect version of yourself and this kind of touches back to our talk about history i guess but um do you feel that that is possible like growing into like the ideal version of yourself or do you think that thinking that way is just kind of like waiting around for you to open the next chapter of a book that might not even actually exist.
1: It's funny because if you asked me this question probably six months ago, I would have given you a completely different answer than I'm about to give right now. Perfection is not possible. I I used to believe that if you worked hard enough, you could become perfect. Not even, you might not be perfect at everything, but you could become perfect at one thing. And now I Definitely do not believe that, (laughs) but uh, I think this was Lombardi, but I'm not entirely sure. Someone said that if, if we strive for perfection, we'll achieve excellence and that's going to be enough. And I think that you can't just sit around waiting for perfection to hit you. You can't like, you have to be working and working and working and working. Like think about Tom Brady, the 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 arguably the greatest football player of all time. You think that he just sits around on his couch all day just eating chips and just being like, "Okay, I'm I'm going to go out and and play some more football now." Like no, that man works like harder than anyone else. <laughs> he he's always grinding. He's always watching film, he's working out, eating healthy, getting enough sleep. Like he's always striving for perfection. And whether or not he hits it is not the question, it's whether or not he's achieved excellence by doing it. And I would say yes, and that's all we can do. So if you want to be perfect, you're leading yourself down a very dark path. Because I wanted to be perfect for a very long time. I thought that anything less than perfect was not okay. I've talked about this on my podcast before. But if you just want to be excellent in your life if you want to be happy in your life if you want to be look back on your life and be proud of what you've done i think that's very possible but you just have to work for it you can't just sit around and do nothing and just wait for some divine being to plop the answers right into your your lap because unless i'm just super unlucky i don't think that's gonna (laughs) happen (laughs) but yeah
0: I mean, yo, will God has been trying to send you like the message, but it keeps getting lost in the mail. So like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the USPS uh, funding has been, uh, has been drained the last few years. So it hasn't like, gone to uh, you.
1: Gotcha. So, gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. I guess, I guess God can't afford like Amazon Prime or something. So
1: it's, it's expensive. I understand my man. I understand.
0: Or woman. We don't know. We don't know. But true. True. Um, And I guess, and this is something you've also talked about in your podcast and kind of similar, but also, um, you know, there's a vision of being perfect, but the very dark underbelly of that is dealing with insecurities to get there. And, you know, those kind of blocking the path. Um. So, Will, you know, we just talked about perfection and I guess in a, in a, in a similar direction is insecurities. And I know you talked about this before on the podcast, but I was just wondering, you know, in your opinion and in, your experience, actually. How have you feel insecurities have shaped you and how have you been able to deal with them or um, try to deal with them in your own way?
1: So there's this uh, very good podcast out there and one of the episodes is called All My Insecurities Made Me Who I Am.
0: Good episode. <laughs> good
1: good guest too. Yep. And <laughs> I think that that's very true. That my insecurities made me who I am, because without my insecurities, I don't think I would have developed the work habit that I have. the The idea that there's nothing in this life that comes for free; you gotta work for it. And those insecurities really pushed me, sometimes beyond a healthy point, sometimes not, but. I think I was able to sort of overcome them not always because there are definitely days where they still get the best of me but sometimes I'll overcome them and I think the way I do it is because I know that I have worked hard and I have done the best I can and that's that's all I can do and if someone is getting better Grades than me, or if someone is putting up better times than me in track or something, I could accept that, sure. I could work harder, sure. But if I just do my best, and I'm not talking about like little Timmy trying to tr- swim in a swim meet or something and and getting absolutely destroyed and then getting a participation medal and saying like, oh, you did your best. Like I'm talking about leaving everything you have on the track or on the field or in the classroom or whatever like you give it everything you have and if that is not enough if if your insecurities are still telling you like these people are better you could have done better you're terrible at this like i think that i've gotten to a point where i can just say like keep talking but like i couldn't have done anything more like i'm proud of the effort i put in mm-hmm. and i think that really quiets those insecurities and it doesn't quiet all of them. And it doesn't silence them. Like, I'll, I'll make that very clear. I don't think there is a way to really, truly get rid of an insecurity that you have. Because those insecurities tend to form and mutate into different insecurities that might not look the same, but are in essence the same. I don't think it's possible to truly get rid of an insecurity. But I think it is possible to quiet them. And sometimes that's all you need to keep living sometimes it's all you need to have fun in life mm-hmm. and i think that comes from really just hard work and and knowing deep down because you can say that you put in the work and i have done this before i have said that i have i worked like 26 hours one night you know but like if you can really look deep inside yourself and say like yeah you couldn't have done anything more. I think that really goes a long way in helping fight those insecurities that you have.
0: Yeah, and, and the way you talk about insecurities is, I think, you know, very impactful in that it's almost like you talk about them as very separate from yourself, which I think is a good thing. And that's something I wish I had learned to do earlier on, realize that. you know We are kind of separate in that. It's almost like, uh, I know you talk about like nights where your insecurities get the best of you. It's almost like, it's almost like you have your insecurities and like they're trying to convince you of something like they're talking to like actual me and trying to convince me of something um and so i was actually watching community earlier today the tv show. show on netflix yeah and um two of the characters were talking and one of them said that the times when we lie the most are when we're by ourselves six inches from um the mirror in our bathroom you know and i think that's i think that's definitely true it's like especially when it comes to insecurities, always trying to, you know, it's weird talking about them like they're separate still, but it's almost like I'm always, or like they're always trying to, you know, tell me that, you know, this is true or this is, you know, a bigger deal than, you know, you thought or whatever. And it's it's like, I am in a way lying to myself, saying things that, you know, I know might not be true from firsthand experience, that I know, like you said, you you put in the work. And yet something in the back of your mind is saying, you need to do more. You haven't done enough. You don't belong here when in fact you do. So and then kind of thinking of of insecurities in that way, like it almost makes it seem like, um, you know, they aren't as ingrained in you as you might have thought. That this is something that I can have hope to quiet, like you said. Um, And now uh, I guess we're we're getting down to uh, time. And this is the most infamous question from the Five AM Voice podcast. Um, So, Will, and I'm just gonna paint a little picture for you. You know, you're on a stage, right? Pack stadium. You know, the you have the most influential people sitting around—comedians, painters, artists, thinkers, whatever, inventors, whatever—and you're you're standing there up on stage, and they're all waiting for you to say something. What are you gonna say?
1: See, it's funny because when I first asked this question, I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I have a feeling Jay is going to ask me this question at some point, point. And, and here we are. So good job, past me, for having future sight. <laughs> what would I say? I would say that not everything is black or white. Not everything is Democratic or Republican. There are so many middle grounds between things that hold the right answer or hold a better answer than the extreme sides. And at the end of the day, people are just trying to live life. They're just trying to get by day by day. I've been on this earth for 17 years and if I can tell you one thing is that no one really has any idea of what they're doing on this earth. <laughs> yes. And so getting on someone because they support a different guy trying to run for office than you. Getting on your friends because they don't agree with you full heartedly. There are so many better ways to spend your precious time on this earth. Than fighting over something that is so meaningless in the grand scheme of things like just enjoy life don't spend your time fighting with the people you care about over meaningless things because we only have a set amount of time on this planet and i think that you should just try and, and make that count that's what i would say
0: well, that's amazing. And, um, you know, I'm not going to water that down at all. I'm not going to throw in my words. Um, so to everyone listening, uh, this has been 5am voice, your boy will Comprin. bless the show today. So, um, I'm really grateful for him for that. And, uh, thank you, Will, for having me on today. It's been great asking you questions, getting to know you, and I'm glad I got to spend some time with you guys, um, with, with you and your listeners. And, um, yeah i look forward to seeing you again in person sometime for sure and talking to you again definitely so uh yeah that'd be a piece for me um catch you guys later
1: bye <laughs>